Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form. Therefore, occasionally a bad word may slip through the net. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Hello. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome back. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been way too long. It has. Maybe they won't know though. We know. <laughs> we know. Well, we haven't been recording for a while, so we know. And we're sharing it with you because we feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Katie? I'm fine, Tim. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. What are we doing today? Today we are doing part five of our book club. Part five already? Part five already. Oh, my gosh. Of the Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. Um, we've noticed quite a lot of listens. Seems to be quite a popular series. Great. Particularly part four. Fantastic. <laughs> People have just jumped in at part four. Part four, yeah, exactly. They've not read the rest, they don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, we're really enjoying the book. Um, it's been a really fun read. I've actually finished the book now because I'm reading it with one I'm of my I'm reading classes. it with you guys. She, Katie's reading I'm it along. I'm a lazy reader. <laughs> Katie's reading along with you guys. Um, I know what's going to happen, but I won't give any spoilers. So I'm reading on the Kindle and Tim has the hard copy in front of us. Mm-hmm. And it's I didn't realize it was so big. Yeah. It's a massive book. It's quite big. But it's a text quite big. The text is quite big. Oh, that's cheating. Um, yeah, it's quite nice, the hardback. Yeah. Mm. You're very fancy. Ooh. Well, it was the only one available. Um, <laughs> they weren't selling the paperback in Spain, so I bought the hardback. I also have it on the Kindle because I need it for my classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Richard Osman has got two lots of money out of me. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's, you've really given him his money's worth. Exactly. Um, I speaking of books, mm-hmm. I try. I'm. I want to. I want to fill my bookcases up with books. So I've decided I'm going to start. Stop buying Kindle books and buy real physical. Screw books. Amazon. Yeah. And buy real books, man. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I won't read. Well, they'll look nice. They'll they'll look nice. your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got tons of books at home that I need to read as well. Okay. Anyway, so when we left off. Uh, the last one chapter we we spoke about was chapter seventeen, and we're picking up in chapter eighteen. Um, if you remember, Katie, um, Joyce and Elizabeth had gone into the police station, Fairhaven, into the police station. Uh, pretended to be mugged. Yeah, so and they, pretended she was a nun. Yeah, the, to the, speak to Donna. Exactly. The PC. Yeah. Whatever her name is. Donna de, Fru- de Freitas. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So they want to speak to her. About something, we're not sure. Yeah, we we know. Well, we, we know because we've read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can guess. Yeah, so they're trying to get involved in the investigation of the murder of Tony Curran, and yeah, they said um, Elizabeth went in there saying that her bag had been stolen, and Joyce came up with the idea on the spot. Yeah, say, Joyce oh, she's is a quick a thinker, man. She's a quick thinker. She's a quick mm. thinker. She's savvy. She is. And yeah. she, she's like, uh, well, uh, well, we'll talk about it this episode. But mm-hmm. later on, she talks about, what do I bring to the group? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, lots of things, yeah, apparently. Definitely. Um, so it's quite funny. They go into the interview room. Uh, they've convinced the the male police officer to leave, saying, oh, no, I'm a nun. I need to speak to a female police officer. I don't know. Is that how nuns work? Well, that's... Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they've like made it awkward for the guy, so they send in a True. send in a woman. <laughs> um, 
And then it's quite funny because it's like Elizabeth is interviewing her. She immediately gets out her notepad. Yeah. And it's like she's going to be interrogating Donna in the interview room. So it's quite funny. Gives us a bit more info about Elizabeth's past. Past Mysterious and past and character. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Joyce is just like she's a tourist in the she's a tourist yeah because she loves all the detective tv shows and things so she's looking around <laughs> going oh isn't this exciting <laughs> i think that's what my mum would be like in this situation oh mm-hmm. she loves her detective shows oh i think mm-hmm. i would be too yep okay so then what happens she gets her notebook out mm-hmm. she's pretending to interview well she's not pretending she starts interviewing donna mm-hmm. and she starts um, reeling off all of the reasons why Donna needs to pay attention mm-hmm. to her. Yeah, she gives her. She kind of does a Sherlock Holmes Jedi mind trick. Yeah, on Donna, like, she's like, she's like, you moved here from the Met Police. You're probably really lonely. You've come here for no reason. You're making all of their tea, and she yeah. lists off a whole huge paragraph full of stuff. And says like, yeah, you're you probably came here because of a guy, and now you've broken up, and you're feeling too proud to go back, and you've got to stick with it, and all this. So basically, yeah, like you said, does the full Sherlock Holmes on her. And then, uh, um, I, the thing I like about that is she's like, and then you've spoken to Mark, that male police officer, and he's probably asked you out, and things it's are still probably awkward, really awkward. Yeah. And then at the end, you find out that both Joyce and Donna. Oh, like, like, actually, Elizabeth, he's gay. Mark's obviously gay. It's <laughs> the most gay. obvious thing. And then Joyce is like, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we also find out some other things about Elizabeth's past, that she used to work in a bar in the former Yugoslavia. Mm. So more hints. Mysterious. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Liz is offering Donna the chance to be involved in the murder investigation of Tony Curran. You changed to Liz. Well, Elizabeth, just while well, I'm typing on oh, my right, notes. Oh, you say Liz? Yeah. Okay. Liz. Elizabeth, of course. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and Donna, even though she's pretending that she's not impressed um, and that she's not interested, she's playing it cool. Um, she's very keen to she's be involved. Because she's just making their tea. Yeah. And she wants to be on the team. Mm-hmm. Gosh dang. Exactly. And then Elizabeth is like, we can make you get on the team. Exactly. You can make anything happen if you want it enough. Mm-hmm. And Donna's like, but how can you make it happen? And Elizabeth is like, we can make it happen. Yeah. Very mysterious. Yeah. Well, she says that Ron and Ibrahim are, are working on it right now. Yeah, which I think is hilarious. And yeah. you're like, oh, they've got some kind of in. Yeah. And then you find out. Anyway, yeah. you find out funny. later what happens. Mm-hmm. And Donna agrees to give them some info about the case in return for getting her in on the investigation team. She says she's not going to give them anything confidential. Um, but yeah, it's they come to an agreement. Tee. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. It's a nice chapter. Tells a lot about the different characters. Yeah. And it's a good way of giving all the backstory about Donna as well, I think. Yeah. That Elizabeth guesses it all. And then she admits that it's all true, that she moved from London because of a guy. And now she's like a fish out of water in this little town. And she wants to be uh, solving murders and things like that. Exactly. We had one little expression that was quite nice uh, from this chapter. Um, It is suited you to a T. Oh, I missed that one. So it's when Elizabeth is describing the whole of Donna's life to her. 
on page 63 if you are if you're reading along you're with reading the book along with the book so it suited you to a T she says um, you've left London where I would have thought the life and the work would have suited you to a T you find yourself here in Fairhaven da, 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 da. so what does it mean to suit you to a T it really suits you yeah like suit. but what is that where's that come from to suit you to a T with a capital T mm, I don't what's know. that all about maybe it Fits you like a t-shirt. Fits you like a t-shirt. <laughs> Don't know. Fits you like a glove. Yeah, exactly. Lots of alternatives for you there, people. Mm-hmm. Good. So. Yeah. That was chapter 18. All right. Chapter 19. We are all of a sudden with um, Chris, mm-hmm. who is DCI Chris, which is Detective Chief Inspector is. Chris Hudson. Yeah. And he's uh, up at Cooper's Chase, back at the... Um, the we're calling it retirement village. retirement village thank you yeah. not old folks home mm-hmm. and he's going to go speak to um ron and ibrahim and mm-hmm. uh, the thing i really like chris i think he's hilarious yeah, yeah um, he's a great character so he doesn't like summer yeah and he says if uh, the quote is if chris had had his way he would hibernate for summer he has not worn shorts since 1987 <laughs> that's great man after my own heart yeah it says he's a wind and rain guy, a turn up the collar on your overcoat man. <laughs> so he prefers the cold weather. I love that. They just made that into an adjective. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is happening at the same time so as the previous chapter. So we know that um, this is what Joyce and um, Elizabeth were referring to, mm. that Ibrahim and Ron are working on this right now. Mm. Exactly. So Chris is visiting Ron to talk to him about the case. Mm-hmm. He's a bit suspicious. He's thinking, I, I'm I'm currently investigating this guy's son, Jason. Yeah, because he was in the photograph. Yeah, because they found the photo of him at Tony Curran's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bit weird that he's now going to talk to this guy's dad. Um, and this is so funny. What Their their plan is hilarious, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Ron's now pretending to be like senile. Old and senile, And yeah. he's like badly dressed and Ibrahim's like he's a very, very old man, yeah. very delicate and he's <laughs> just like looking vacantly out into space. Yeah. It's pretty funny. And Chris is like, oh no, he's in a really bad way. What? Because he used to be this big this protester big, in yeah. the 80s. Like, he's a really famous po- like, politician. Mm-hmm. Mm. Working in all the miners' strikes and things like that and he's like, oh God, look at him now. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. Exactly. Um, So Ron's pretending, right? He's putting on an act. Um, And then Ron's like, oh, no. Uh, I don't think I can talk to this guy. Oh, who was that nice... uh, That nice window lady, window locks. Yeah, that nice young lady that came. Can't can't we speak to her? Uh, (laughs) Trying to trick them into getting her on the team. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So um, as a kind of... I think he feels bad, doesn't he? So yeah. he, he's like, okay. So they're completely manipulating him yeah. emotionally. So um, they, 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 Chris thinks, oh, I'll have to put her on the team then. Yeah. And then Ron tells Chris that Jason saw the argument. So the thing is that Ron's supposed to have seen Tony and Ian arguing. Does Ron, I can't remember, does Ron know about the photograph? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. Um, and then Ron is like giving like a little bit of bait, a little bit to tempt Chris more is like oh oh Jason ha- happens to have seen the argument between yeah so Ian we'll have to speak Tony. to him as well so uh-huh. like oh okay to make it more urgent that they get mm. uh, Donna on the team exactly there's a few little bits of vocab very useful one the first one um, after being buzzed up 
and walking across a lushly carpeted hallway so to buzz someone up into your house means to press the buzzer and let them into your house okay nice very common here in spain you buzz people buzz up people up or buzz people in what was the next one katie um to be taken aback mm-hmm. so it says chris had been taken aback the moment he had been intro- they had been introduced it means to be to be taken aback means to be surprised mm-hmm. or astonished yeah exactly um so it's the idea that you move your head back when you're like <gasps> what's that it takes you aback oh yeah Look at you with your logic. Mm. <laughs> and then the last one is? A shadow of his former self. So it says, Red Ron is a shadow of his former self. And Chris is very aware that you must play this carefully. So meaning that you are in a very bad way, that you're nowhere near as good as you used to be. Mm. So in the past, Ron was a very, I don't know, um, assertive, mm-hmm. strong figure. And mm-hmm. now he's looking all old. Red and- Ron. Red Ron, exactly. Mm. Now he's looking old and frail and he doesn't know what's happening. It's like, oh God, what's happened to him? He's a shadow of his former self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. That but it's all a lie. Two teas in a pod. Okay. So that's the end of ch- chapter 19. Yep. Tis a good one. Tis a good one, um, indeed. Very funny. Then we'll go back into chapter 20, Joyce's diary. Mm-hmm. So... I got the impression that Joyce is actually speaking to someone. Is she just speaking to a diary? I think it's just literally her writing her thoughts down. Okay. Yeah. It's quite good to see, like, uh, a different perspective on things you've already seen. Yeah. I think it's good to get into the head of one of the characters. Yeah. And she's quite funny. She is. She's amusing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you were saying earlier, Joyce is talking about her skills, what she brings to the team. Mm-hmm. And she says that one of the useful things is that she's often overlooked or ignored or underestimated. Everyone just thinks, oh, she's a little old lady. She's not going to do anything. Yeah. But she's actually quite She's the Miss Marple of the group. Yeah. She's there always Mm -hmm. watching. Exactly. Seeing things, observing. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, while everybody's arguing about something, she's slowly, like, calming people down and influencing them. She's the peacemaker. Yeah. But she also says she has her nose in everyone's business. Mm -hmm. So she's, like... Yeah. In everyone's business. Yeah. So she says, for example... um, So everyone calms down through me. So she makes everything... Diffuses the situation, calms everybody down. Quiet, sensible Joyce. There is no more shouting and the problem is fixed. More often than not, in a way that advantages me. <laughs> which is something no one ever seems to notice. So she's been quite sneaky. Oh, I didn't realise that yeah. she said that. Mm-hmm. She's very manipulative. Yeah. Mm, clever, clever lady. Yep. We also learned some other things about her past. That she's, uh, her late husband was called Jerry. Meadowcroft. Mm-hmm. And that's where she got her surname from. Surname. Um, and then she talks about a colleague. Yeah. She's always says she was always liked Meadowcroft, mm-hmm. but then her colleague was called Barbara, and she married a man called Bum Bumstead. Bumstead. <laughs> so Barbara Bumstead. Barbara Bumstead. <laughs> Lol. Um, and also we know that her daughter paid for her flat at Cooper's Chase, so her daughter um, has quite a, a decent job yeah. and has enough money. To She's much more. I think Joyce feels a bit out of place. Yeah. She's just like a kind of had a fairly humble background and all these people have been surgeons and diplomats and, and things blah, like blah, that. Blah. Yeah. Exactly. She's just like, I was a nurse. Yeah. 
Right. And there was a bit of vocab. A bit of vocab. So there's a nice one. Uh, all hell breaks loose. Mm. Everything goes crazy. Everything goes crazy. So it's um, when she's talking about uh, solving all the problems or being there and manipulating situations. She says, and yet, if there's a row at catering committee or if there's a problem problem with the lake pumps or if, as happened very recently, one's res- resident's dog impregnates another <laughs> and all hell breaks loose, then who is there to fix it? Joyce Meadowcroft. <laughs> Joyce Meadowcroft. The name is Meadowcroft. Joyce, Joyce Meadowcroft. So, yeah, all hell breaks loose means it goes yeah, mental. It goes mental, goes crazy, chaos, chaos yeah. chaotic situation. And there was another bit of vocab. Um, yeah, talking about Barbara Bumstead. Mm-hmm. Um, to call it off. So she says, uh, I think if I, I might have found an excuse and called it off, meaning um, <laughs> if she didn't marry someone with the surname Bumstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, to call it off means to cancel. Yeah. So she would cancel something, specifically in this case, the wedding. The wedding. It's like, I'm not going to be called Bumstead. So. No way. Or cancel the wedding. Joyce Bumstead. So, chapter 21, we are... We're back with Bogdan. With Bogdan at Ian Ventham's house. He's, he's the uh, sleazy owner of Cooper's Chase. Yeah. He's sleazy, a nasty sleazy piece of work. Man. Nasty piece of work, that's the word. Yeah, Bogdan's nice, but Ian, his boss, is not so nice. Um, so he sat in the garden thinking about the murder, thinking about who might have killed Tony... And he's looking out of the garden and the lake, um, all the things that he built, basically, because he's been working for Ian for a while, and he's built his garden. And He's done everything. He did yeah. the pool, the mm-hmm. garden. He Ian bought some ducks. The ducks were killed by foxes. <laughs> Bogdan got the foxes to be killed. I don't know if it was Bogdan, but someone he came around. someone and, from the pub. Yeah, kill the foxes. <laughs> he sanded the floor. He yeah. did all this. He, he just, as he's walking through the house, he's just saying, oh, I did that, and I did that, and I did mm-hmm. that. Basically his house. But he says he doesn't like it. He doesn't like the style that he's done it in, but he did it all because he's oh. Ian who chose. Yeah. And Bogdan, we get Bogdan's um, philosophy on death. He's quite matter-of-fact about it um, based on things that have happened to him. Yeah. So his um, father had fallen from a dam and they didn't know where well, a dam is like the big wall that blocks water. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know if he would jump or if he was pushed. It didn't matter. It didn't change the fact that he had died. Something will always get you in the end. I like that. Something will always get you in the end. Mm-hmm. It will get you in the end. That's a good yeah. expression. Mm-hmm. And his mum as well. So his mum... His mum came into some money, so his mum inherited some money somehow. There may be something to do with his dad dying, we don't know. Yeah, um, no, after, well, yeah. maybe it doesn't say that. Okay. Um, and he used that money to go to university to study engineering. Did he, does he finish university though? I didn't, that wasn't, I didn't think that was clear in the text. I don't know. I'm not sure he did. And then he, once his mother died of a stroke, he just... Well, it's because she collapsed at home, and if he'd been at home, not at university, he would have saved her. Then he he might well she might not have died. Mm. He would have saved her, yeah. I but wonder he wasn't, if he feels so guilty he about that. Maybe, but it kind Maybe. of informs his philosophy again about death, right? So yeah. things happen for a reason. Things happen, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So then he moves to the UK and starts. Well, mm-hmm. I guess working for Ian at some point after that. Yeah. 
So the reason that he's there mm-hmm. is because he is Catholic. Yeah. And Father McKee mm-hmm. is coming to visit. Yeah. Um, Mackey? Mackey. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've just been going, Mackey. Mackey, okay. Mackey. Okay. <laughs> um, so Father McKee. I mean, it could be Mackay, but it's definitely Let's it's not Mackey. On, let's settle on one. <laughs> Mackey. Mackey. Um, so he's coming to protest the development. So they're going to be digging up the old convent and the graveyard, the cemetery, where all the nuns are buried. Um, Ian's going to be doing that with Bogdan now. So Bogdan's gone into business mm. um, on that project. He's and now Tony, right? Yeah, he's what taken Tony's over Tony's doing. part of the business. And Father McKee is protesting because um, he wants them to respect the graveyard. Is it and not the nun? The it's the old convent, right? So yeah. it's all the nuns. So all the nuns are buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Ian is just basically read up how to do it on Wikipedia. Yeah. So he's not going to do it with respect. He's going mm-hmm. to do it in a very Ian way. Yeah. And the whole time that Father McKee's talking, he's not even listening he's to him. Like, he's uh-huh, thinking, uh-huh, uh-huh. thinking he's about, about like his business things. and how great he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's such well, a prick. What a tat. Twat. Um, but yeah, he's had to put the contract out for moving the graveyard out for public tender. So put the the contract for doing this job of moving the graveyard, make it available for anyone to try and do, to, to bid for it. And there were three possible people that could do it, three possible companies, like a super expensive forensics company who will mm. definitely do it really, really well. Yeah. And then there's like a cheaper company with some experience who have moved uh, a graveyard before. And then there's the third option, which is a company that Ian set up himself. <laughs> <laughs> with like, who's Sue? Uh, I don't know, some guy, some, yeah, I think it's someone, someone he's Someone called met. Sue. Yeah. And he set, set, set it up himself to do it super cheap. And uh, the name of the company is Angels in Transit. <laughs> <laughs> the Cremoval Specialists. Oh, gosh. And he's basically, like you said, yeah, looked up on how to do it online. And it's obviously not going to be very respectful when he's digging it up. No. Um, he's just trying to do it the cheapest way and possible. And the father, he's like, you've got to move every single bone. Mm-hmm. Everything has sold to be together. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just thinking about whether or not he can paint the diggers black. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then Father McKee's like, "I'm gonna make things. If you're gonna keep going with this, I'm gonna make things. I'm gonna make life very difficult mm-hmm. for you." Yeah. And then Ian's like, "Get in line, man. I've got the RSPCA on my back. Yeah. Other people. Mm-hmm. So Ian's like, I don't care about you, yeah. Father McKee. He's saying like, legally, I don't need to do anything." I've covered everything. Everybody's angry about it, but I don't care. Exactly. So, classic. Exactly. And then in the end, Bogdan agrees that bones is bones. Bones is bones. bones. So it's like, even though he bought him there, I don't know, uh, Father McKee is also thinking that Bogdan might be on his side because he's Catholic. Yeah. But in the end of the day, he's saying, well, you know, the people are dead. It's just their bones. Doesn't really matter. Matter of fact. So it's setting said. up a bit of a conflict here, Father McKee. Yeah, potential you know. second death. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We had some nice vocab from this uh, chapter. Uh, a jinx. What's a jinx, Katie? A jinx? Is that not a bit like a curse? 
Yeah. Well, it's normally about a person, right? Is it? Yeah. Go on. So a jinx is somebody who brings bad luck. Really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> I feel like you put me on the spot. <laughs> well, I thought you would know what a jinx is. I know from the context. Mm-hmm. But... Um, um, so it means it means to bring bad luck. Yeah, to bring bad luck. So it's either a person that brings bad luck or like bad karma. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A jinx. Okay. So you say, for example, I don't know if there's a sailor that's always on ships that sinks that sink. They can say, I don't want him working on my ship. To jinx, but He's you can a also jinx. you can jinx something, mm-hmm. which means um, to bring bad karma. To bring right? bad luck. Or, yeah. Bring bad luck. Bring bad karma. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, and then you said that about Bogdan's mother about inheriting some money. Mm-hmm. The uh, there's a nice expression for that, which is to come into some money. Mm-hmm. Come into some money means you've inherited some money mm-hmm. or got earned some money somehow. Yeah, from unspecified means. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a great expression here. It wasn't rocket science. So Ian had looked into ex- ex- the excavation of cemeteries online and it wasn't rocket science, meaning it wasn't difficult. Yeah, um, or really complicated. Yeah. Always makes me think of that Shania Twain song. Hey, so you're a rocket scientist. <laughs> that doesn't so impress me much. much. Oh yeah, that was exactly the words. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, a similar expression is, uh, it's not brain surgery, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not complicated. <laughs> I'll be easy. It's not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. Um, I like that mixing them up, saying it's not uh, rocket surgery. It's not rocket surgery. <laughs> it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not rocket surgery. It's true. Mixing your metaphors is always it's hilarious. Always great. And the next one we've got is what floats your boat. Okay. Whatever you like, whatever mm-hmm. gets you excited. Exactly. Whatever floats your rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your rocket. <laughs> no, we're being silly. Whatever um, floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat means whatever, yeah, whatever you like, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the last one was? Oh, yeah, then he's uh, to, um, he's talking about, I've got, you've got the RSPCA up in arms about badgers. I've got the Kent Forestry, something banging on about protected trees. To mm-hmm. bang on about means mm-hmm. to... Uh, go on and on and on and on and mm-hmm. on and on and on. Exactly. Endlessly annoying to talking bang on about, about something it, yeah. is is actually to, someone's talking about something in a really annoying, persistent way. Yeah, they won't stop. You could say, "Oh, my dad's always banging on about." Always, you're always banging on about football, Tim. Yeah, exactly. I don't pay attention because I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Good. So that was chapter twenty-one. Yeah. Chapter twenty-two, short little chapter. Joyce is visiting the hairdresser. Anthony, the mobile hairdresser, comes to the village. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult to get an appointment with him. Yeah. He's very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, they are like they, gold dust. They're like dust. gold dust. Exactly. It's a nice they're expression. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Very rare, very valuable. And Joyce always chooses the first appointment because the stories are better. So we assume that Anthony's telling the same stories to all the people and maybe the first time he tells them, they're the best. So... <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Nice. Um, and Elizabeth is sitting outside listening in, so listening in to see... Like out of habit. Yeah. She's just she's just a spy. It's yeah. not been said. Yeah. She, she is a spy. She basically seems like a spy. 
Um, Anthony's heard some wild stories about the murder that they've been that he was gunned down by, like shot by people and yeah, things like on a pier by some mafia people. Yeah, and Joyce is like, no, 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 he got bludgeoned at home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. And then she Elizabeth comes in at the end to get Joyce because they have a mission to go on. Yes. There's one little expression from this chapter. I had a bit of a thing for him. Mm. Uh, to have a thing for someone means oh you... Oh, yeah, to fancy them. To fancy them. You, you think ha- they're attractive. You are attracted to yeah, them. To like, have ooh. a thing for someone. Exactly. Mm. That was Anthony talking about Tony, right? Yeah. It's funny. In my head, Tony was like a f- bit of a thug-looking man. Yeah, but he says here, like, you could tell he was a wrong'un. A wrong'un. A wrong'un. Someone that was a bit inherently bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But you still would. I like that. <laughs> but you still you would. Still would, meaning you still would sleep with them. You yeah. still would have sex with them. A wrong and it's a good one. It is a good it's one. It's a good expression, very British. still would as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, and then the last chapter we're going to talk about today, we're back in Joyce's diary. Mm-hmm. So we're, she's kind of reflecting on the day's events. Is it the same day that they've been to the police station? No, I think it's a different day. Okay, right. Fair but it's enough. a different perspective on the same events from the... the It starts with them and, and Anthony's getting the haircut, right? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're off to, to London. Yep. There, Elizabeth uh, doesn't just says, meet me downstairs in five minutes or yeah. whatever. And, and Joyce uh, is like, is it okay. going to be cold? <laughs> is it going to be cold? So they bring a coat. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, she does bring a coat and she's like, oh, I'm glad I did because it was really cold. <laughs> It doesn't even ask where she's going. Yeah. But she knows that Elizabeth wants her to ask, so she doesn't ask intentionally. Yeah, it doesn't give her the satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny. Um, and they're chatting to the taxi driver from Somalia, talking about his his son, who's a GP and all this. And Elizabeth is like, I've been to Somalia, yeah. talking all the stuff. And mm-hmm. Joyce is just sat there. She has no idea what to add to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, but she does find something to add. She says... Oh, yeah, something about... Um, oh, someone uh, his son's a GP in Chislehurst. It's like a town in southeast England, if you know it. I once went to a car boot sale there, so <laughs> yeah. at least I was able to chip in. Uh, yeah, a car boot sale, if you don't know, it's like a, where, a big field where all mm-hmm. these people come and sell stuff out, out of the back of their car, basically. Yeah. They set up tables and sell everything for like 50p. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she says, at least I was able to chip in. So I was able to contribute something. So Elizabeth's saying, oh, yes, I've been to Somalia. Oh, beautiful place. And then she, she was like, well, I've been to Chislehurst, Chislehurst for a car boot sale. sale. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, Joyce. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Yeah. Um, so finally, Elizabeth reveals that they're going to visit Joyce's daughter, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Um, why are they going to visit Joanna, Katie? Um, because she wants to get information on the business with Ian and, and Tony mm-hmm. so she can trade it with the police. Yeah. And she wants to get hold of some financial records. Yeah. So she needs Joanna's help. And Joanna runs a financial company. Yeah. Well, she doesn't run it, but she's certainly part she of it. She works in one, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Liz is very, uh, not Liz, Joyce is very excited about going to see Joanna, her daughter, mm-hmm. yeah. who she's been talking a lot about. Yeah. Uh, she's Joanna bought her the flat, mm-hmm. but it kind of brings up some interesting insights yeah. into Joyce's relationship with her daughter. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know. It's, I feel 
Joyce is like really worried about her relationship with her. It's like lots of insecurities about her relationship yeah. with her, right? Yeah. Um, she's always trying to impress her, to impress her daughter. But yeah. she, she, she gets things wrong and Jonah acts like a teenager. Yeah. So Joyce is trying to appear like younger or, or knowing what uh, how the modern world works. But she always makes some sort of mistake. Um, and Joanna obviously sad. gets frustrated. Yeah. And then she's excited. Joyce is excited. This time she'll she'll have a topic to talk about. She won't just be going, "Oh, how's your new boyfriend? How's your house?" And embarrassing Joanna, she'll be able to talk about the murder, which is mm-hmm. something like a big topic they can talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where did she get? The, where did Elizabeth get the files from, though? We don't know. Well, she said she got the files from a friend who owed her one favor, not two. So she <laughs> couldn't ask him for more info. Okay. She's got hold of the financial records of Ian and Tony's companies, but um, she needs help decoding them or finding information from them. So another hint at Elizabeth's connections, secretive connections. <laughs> There's a really nice moment um, when they meet Joanna. Uh, Joyce says, I know sometimes I go on about her, but really it was so lovely to see Joanna. She even gave me a proper hug because we were in company. I don't know. That's nice. What well, would she do if she wasn't in company? Well, no, that's I mean, not nice, but it's like gives you a. She'd a probably be like, "Oh, mum, yeah. get off." Exactly. God, does does make me feel bad. Yeah. About my my own mum. No, I always give my mum a big hug, hug in or out of company. Yeah. Whenever I see her. Yeah, and another bit she says, on a side note, I could feel and see that she was a bit too thin, so I don't think her new man is good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. I almost took advantage and said something, but I thought, don't push your luck, Joyce. (laughs) 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 Um, And then she talks about, Joyce talks about her mates. Yeah. She's a a couple of them, or four of them maybe, Mm -hmm. who went to see, um, what's, what's it called? Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys, but when you go in the middle of the day... Ah, the matinee. The matinee. So the matinee is what you do in the... It comes from French. Mm -hmm. Uh, Le matin. Uh, Or la matin. I don't know if it's feminine or masculine. Who cares? Uh, (laughs) It means an afternoon showing of a musical or a theatre. Normally a Saturday afternoon, right? They do two shows. They do the early one. Yeah. And it's normally... Cheaper. Cheaper and the audience is full of old people. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it used to be all of them, and then they've all gone now. Yeah, they um, used to... Used to get gin, t- gin and tonics on the yeah, way home can. on the train. Yeah, that's really Marks nice. And Spencer's. And so now all... they've, they've all passed away. Yeah, and they didn't know... So they, it was something they used to go to a musical oh, yeah, every now and then. yeah, that sentence. Yeah. Um, um, you always know when it's your first time, don't you? But you rarely know when it's your final time. Yeah. And I was like... Oh! <gasps> So the last time oh they all gosh, went to see so Jersey true. Boys and then since then they didn't go again because two of them had a stroke or two of them died of cancer or yeah. something. And she wished she'd kept the programme. Yeah. Wow. It's really sad. She'll always have the memories. Yeah. Um, I love the way she keeps track of how often they go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. So she's <laughs> saying, oh, I went on the train and I didn't need to go to the toilet. <laughs> you might have been wondering when I went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like classic old, old people things. Ooh, and she says... Uh, I'd gone at Charing Cross in case you were thinking I was superhuman. Yeah, it's so like, keep, keep track of. No, no one was thinking that. When you'd gone for a pee. <laughs> um, 
another bit about their relationship with Joanna. She says, well, when they're they're talking about the files with um, with Elizabeth and Cornelius. Cornelius, who's American. Who's American. <laughs> Explains the name. So Funny. they're going over all the files and finding the information about the different companies. And then she says about Joanna, Joanna was funny, bright and engaging. All the things I had worried that she'd lost, they, they were all still there. Perhaps she had just lost them with me. Oh, gosh. This is so sad. Yeah. I hope they rectify this later yeah. in the book. Do they? I'm not going to tell. No spoilers. Oh, no spoilers. They all die. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Liz and Joyce go for coffee afterwards in a Costa. There used to be a pub where Liz used to, where Elizabeth used to drink. So typical. Mm-hmm. A yeah. nice little pub that's got converted into a Costa. Costa coffee. God, what is the world coming to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah. Yeah, there's nice finishing on Joyce's philosophy. Um, in life, you have to learn to count the good days. You have to tuck them in your pocket and carry them around with you. I'm putting today in my pocket and I'm off to bed. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that she she just said as well, like she on the way home. Her and Elizabeth. They had gin and tonic. Gin and tonics in a can. <laughs> gin and tonic in a can. Yeah. That became really popular one year, mm-hmm. like ten years ago. Yeah, it still is. To the park with gin and tonic in a can. It still is in the UK. Okay, it's still a thing. Yeah. So last bits of vocab from this chapter. I didn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. Which means I did not react in yeah. any way mm-hmm. didn't bat an eyelid to bat an eyelid it's like to show that you've reacted exactly so she's mm-hmm. trying to keep because she doesn't want she's um, trying to keep her cool keep her cool exactly. she doesn't want Elizabeth to realise that she's impressed for example mm-hmm. we talked about this one a car boot we've already done and to chip in meaning to contribute okay yep. and that can be money or with like information or whatever mm-hmm. um I think she rubs off on me. This is Joyce talking about Elizabeth and mm-hmm. how she's acquiring some of Elizabeth's attributes mm-hmm. yeah. is to rub off on someone. Yeah, she says, I think she rubs off on me in a good way. In so she's getting, way. she's influencing her in a good way. Yeah. The next one was by hook or more likely by crook. So by hook or by crook, if you get something by hook or by crook, it means you get it any way you can, mm-hmm. implying maybe some uh, illegal methods. Mm-hmm. So you say, for example, I got the money by hook or by crook, meaning maybe, maybe you robbed a bank. Maybe you stole some, yeah, maybe you yeah. did something bad to get it. Mm-hmm. And the last one was... And more likely by crook is because crook is another word for criminal. Exactly, yeah. There we go. And the last one is couldn't make head or tail of it, which means you can't work out what it is or mm-hmm. understand it. Can't understand it. So she's, she's talking about the financial records. Yeah. Um couldn't make head or tail. Couldn't make head or tail. Didn't understand it at all. Yeah, no idea. Couldn't make head or tail. So what do you think, Katie? Any predictions? No, no idea what's going to happen next. Yeah. Setting up um, some conflicts and things. Setting up some conflicts. I don't really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I want to know. I want to, I don't know. I want to be in Joyce's head more. She yeah. talks, by the way, and one thing I did notice whenever we're in her diary, mm-hmm. there's loads of like, UK I like the way he writes it, loads of like things. slang yeah. and yeah. stuff. And I really yeah. like the way he writes her. Yeah. It's, it's fun. good. It's, it's very insightful, contrast. I think. Yeah, yeah, very insightful. I'm excited to see how Me it goes too. on. I want to know more about Ron and Ibrahim. We haven't heard about them in a while. Yeah. I know we have that chapter. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're great characters too. Well, that's the end of part five. 
Keep reading along at home. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. On two teas in a pod. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. I'd just like to thank everyone involved in the Two Teas in a Pod team, specifically Ben Ward, our wonderful producer for recording and editing all of the episodes. Also, Mark Wilding for designing our logo and all our branding. Um, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena and our own Katie Wright for singing our jingles and all you lovely listeners for listening along. And of course, to the wonderful Katie Wright, my wonderful co-host. Bye!